This is a Media 8 production. The first beer goes down easy. It's bubbly, it's sweet, tickles the back of your throat. The second beer, you're starting to enjoy it. You kick back, get a bit more relaxed. But it's the third beer, That is, it's the third beer that where you hit that vibe, a certain mellowness comes over. It's a golden light nectar, I would describe. The pub turns into a very happy place, and you've hit that spot that's just right. And our third beer is a special guest each week that we get to interview and have a chat to not only about the beer, but also about life and other stuff that men don't talk about. I'm Brett McCallum. I'm Chris Dixon, and we'd like to talk about the third beer. G'day buddy, how are you? I'm good, Digger. How are you doing? Mate, I'm well. Hang on. I've got this beer. What have you done to me this week, hey? Okay. Matzo's Mango Beer is based on a classic Belgium blonde recipe using 100% natural, ma- natural mango fruit blend. An easy drinking beer with excellent fruit aroma and balancing dry sweetness. I think you're having a laugh, mate. You know I don't mix fruit and beer, but this is actually a beer made of fruit. Mm. I'm open for it. Hang well, on. Let me see, I guess. We did the ginger beer yes last week, so we I, I thought we'd go the mango oh. beer today, seeing we have another yogi in the house. Another yogi? Awesome. That was a really crap opening, so there you go. Your turn. Let's crack it. Mate, can I say that you look, uh, you're look you looking stunning today? <sighs> oh, I'll tell you what. That's interesting. I am looking stunning, my friend. I had a meeting to go to earlier. Uh, normally, I'm sitting here in a pair of boardies and a T-shirt, but uh, today I have slacks on. Slacks, mate. Chinos, I think they're called. Yeah. You're looking like a grazier, like I said before. A okay. grazier. Here Thanks. goes the third beer, Master Kel. Oh, it's always the best one, isn't it? Third beer's always the best. So, who you got for us today, buddy? I have a wonderful, wonderful person, Yogi uh Reiki master. I like to refer to her as astrologer, but she does Oop, not take the cl- does not take the claim as an astrologer. Although will take us on a astrological journey today. It is my Sunday yoga teacher. It is Master Kelly Ryan, who is absolutely fabulous. G'day, Kelly. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Very well, thank you. Are you nervous? Don't be nervous. No, I'm not nervous. We're, we're going to cheers our beers. Hang on. I'll try and reach, reach past my microphone. Ching 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 ching. So uh, what's been happening this week, big fella? What have you been up to? Mate, end of challenge. Got me results. Bring in the stats. Bring in the stats. So lost 8.7 kilos. Oh. Lost 10.2 centimetres off my guts. 10.2 centimetres. That's a good size. Hey. Wow. Congratulations. I'm very, very happy. Very pleased. It was interesting. I hopped on the scales and I was a little bit disappointed when I hopped on the scales because the weight, I thought I'd lost more weight. But then I actually saw how big much weight I'd lost around my guts. Then they go through the process. They give you all the paperwork and stuff, and they'd actually put on two kilos of muscle. So even though you've lost, I've probably lost over 10 kilos of fat, but I've put two kilos back on of muscle. So I'm happy. Beefing up, mate. Getting happy. strong, getting muscly. You're looking so I've had great. the week off. Okay. Done no exercise at all. Stayed in my eating regime. Went to Sydney. Went to a festival. Went to a, like a, a launch festival. and Had a few beers, mate. Feeling good. Feeling good, looking great. Good looking human. (laughs) (laughs) Master Kelly, so uh, welcome to the third beer. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I did refer to you as an astrologer, but I put in a pro quote. Do you want to let us know uh, how you define yourself? Okay. um, Well, I used to live in Sydney for a while, worked at Qantas uh, as ground staff. And then, um, I had a bit of a life change, uh, and decided to move away from there and move to Barring Bar, which is Northern New South Wales. I wanted to try and live near Bar and I was quite getting the pull, the magnetic pull towards yeah. that area. It's um, not far from Bangalore, is it? Yeah, no, it's quite yeah, close yeah, it's to, great you know, part of the sort world. of oh, Brunswick, beautiful. Brunswick, Byron, Bangalore. So nice. got that energetic pull, uh, met my ex-husband at the time and we moved to Barring Bar. Um, and I worked at the airlines up there. And then not long after living up there, we um, had a ch- got married, had a child. Um, and uh, we will get into that more, I imagine, as it unfolds. So um, I had a daughter that had a very rare disease. Uh, and she came in as a catalyst for me 
which really shifted my life. Uh, I left the airlines and then just pursued obviously a journey with her uh, as a palliative carer and uh, then my spiritual journey continued after that and I do the things I do because of her and her coming into my life uh, and I continue to live that way on the path. Tingling. <laughs> Tingling. How cool is that? Yeah, so, you know, I do yoga, I, uh, Reiki, crystals, uh, spiritual counselling. I've written a book. I just look at different ways in which I can help um, maybe act as a change agent for other people uh, so they don't have to maybe go through such hard lessons because <laughs> um, I created my own catalyst, you know. Uh, so, yeah, so I just hope that I can come in and help people in different ways in their life. As always, girl, your yeah. courage uh, astounds me and, you know, you've shared so much so uh, so quickly. It's it's it's, it's, it's a beautiful part of your Thank transparency you. and Thank how you, you operate. Yeah. Uh, Brett, you've also been in that situation where you've, you've lost a child as well. Yeah, yeah, we, we lost our, our middle child. Um he um he he wasn't he well, he was born but he wasn't actually didn't wasn't alive when he was born okay. and uh, yeah worst experience of my life yeah um but at yeah. the same time um you look back now and it was probably one of the things that changed our lives substantially I reckon they're blessings yeah. but they're when you're when you're in kids, it yeah so the thing I, I now yeah. think I, I, whether I think more of my other children or not I don't know but at the same time it's just like it brings that love a little bit tighter I reckon. Mm. Makes uh, makes life even more precious, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it changes you. you you're, you're never the same person after an experience like that. No, definitely but not. But in ways, as hard as that is, nor would you – you can't go back to sleep after that. You, you've been expanded to a certain degree and you can't retreat back to the old version of yourself because you, you, too much has been expanded, too much is broken within you, you know, that you have to heal yourself. So well, That's my question. So the – Old version of yourself, as mm. you just put it. So mm. when you were in Sydney, you're working yep. on the airlines and stuff yep. like that. Were you spiritual? Were you, were, were you, um, did you have that mm. sixth sense? I don't know if it's called this. It's called sixth sense. Yeah, I yeah, think it totally. is. Did you, did you have that always back then? So always had it. He always had it. But I guess in that life, that life reality, reality to me felt uh, on a lot more superficial level. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in the Eastern suburbs and I, I felt that, I mean, I needed the shake-up. Uh, I wasn't being the most authentic version of myself. At that time, I probably thought I was, but I think I needed to grow and develop a lot. So, uh, so you know, I, I married a man that was 14 years older than me, <laughs> a very strong person, and I'm a very strong person too. Yeah. So we came into the karmic dance of life to bring a child in and push each other's buttons. and <laughs> The and, karmic yeah, dance. Yeah, it was the too. Karmic How good dance. is that? <laughs> Shiva has entered the room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I still love my ex-husband. We're just we're not together, but we chose that role to play for each other to evolve at a, yeah. at a really hard lesson too. So I'm thankful for that. You know, everyone's part that they played. A positivity, just yeah. awesome. Seriously, it's amazing. Yeah. And it, it's I'm I'm sitting here looking at you now, and you got some crystals in your hands, and <laughs> it's funny because. Oh, it's not funny. Yeah, shit, it is funny. My uh, my wife takes my my boys to see um, some spiritual people. Okay. And um, <clears throat> they get given a crystal every mm. time they go. And yep. my little fellow's got pretty much the exact same black one that you've yeah, got beautiful. there um, that he sleeps under his pillow. And it's yep. and he never mentions it or anything mm. like that. But then all of a sudden it's like, where's my, where's my crystal? Yeah. What crystal, buddy? You've got personalities. One that's, <laughs> under my, one, one that's under my pillow. <laughs> Didn't know you had a crystal under your pillow. And it's like. Yeah, that every day. It's like, oh, okay then, buddy. Things well, you learn. Things you no, learn. No, but the thing yeah. I just find it really interesting that that he that he feels that same sort of way. So I think he's got a very much connection like his mum has. It's really interesting. I call it speaking crystal, and I'm not sure everyone can do it. But if you hold a crystal and you can feel its energy and oh, its totally. force, uh, you, you can speak crystal. Totally. And you got to sur- cool. you got to surrender your. I think I don't know about you, Kel. Um, surrender your consciousness to the crystal, and it will do whatever. It's able to do with your your own level of space, so it's quite interesting. Yeah. Like your best friends. Wow, well, yeah, they, they can be. And they Byron be. and that whole area is built on crystal, isn't it? Like there's actually underneath the ground, it's, it's crystal. Well, if you and think that's what brings I, the energetic, I think if the, the ley lines, you know, yeah. energetic ley lines, I think that that is a very uh, important area, uh, and also you know. Mawillamba, you know, Mount Warning. There's, I mean, all those grids under the yeah. earth. So people are either magnetized towards these areas or repelled from them, depending maybe where they're at, at, at their own evolution. 
or I've either pulled towards, like I can go to Byron for a day and then go, okay, that's enough, come back home that's and know, know that it's shifted <laughs> that in one day. I can know one day has shifted me and then, and then I can go home and go, okay. <laughs> I go there for the pizza at the treehouse. No free ads, but the treehouse pizza is <laughs> awesome. And my wife goes there to get yeah, re-energised. Yeah. That's great. Match made in heaven. A little charge up, isn't it? A little charge up. A beer and pizza. Beer and, and yeah, pizza. And, and your wife comes out with a couple, couple of new crystals. That's <laughs> great. I actually feel Corumban area has that. Uh, oh, totally. I've pulled a bit more away from Byron now yep. and a little bit and coming more to Corumban, Corumban Valley area and feel the area, energy there is, it's just, it's, it's so pure. It feels so beautiful. So I'm really pulled to, yeah. What are you pulled to? Are you pulled to the earth? Are you pulled to, is there something specifically Whole, you're pulled it's to? Like, it's like you can come into a particular suburb and energetically read it, vibrationally feel it. If you are not separate from what is in front of you because you're one and all yep. and just go, okay, feel this area, you can totally feel that area and think, wow. So I, I feel it on that level. That's pretty cool, yeah. isn't it? Very cool, very cool. And, and, and Kel's... Um, Yoga classes are very much built and constructed around that kind of idea, you know. She creates an energetic space for her students and then takes us on one hell of a ride. So, uh, Kel, did you become a yoga instructor because of, you know, the, the tragedy in your life? Was, it was, is that how this evolved? I'm wondering how you, you know, yeah, got no, to where you are. Yeah, no, it's quite interesting, like funny, the synchronicity of it. Uh, so I was about 30 and I was working at the airlines and um, – I just moved back home after a relationship that didn't work and uh, it's a bit down. And my cousin, who had never done yoga, brought over a DVD, Rodney Yee, who is amazing. Rodney and she's Yee. like, this was the video cassettes then. <laughs> I was more shocked at the DVD. But so, anyway. Not DVD, video cassettes. Video cassettes. So, what, what wasn't better called? Surely. <laughs> <laughs> um, she brought it over and said, check this out. I think you might like it. Did it. Then started doing that every, did that all week. And went, oh, my goodness, I'm addicted to this. Next thing I wanted to do yoga teacher training. I went, just got right into it. It resonated with me. Um, but then I met my ex-husband and took a different journey. <laughs> and then eventually came back in 2011 and then did the teacher training. So I had to go through a different journey to then come back to that. But when I was taking care of my daughter. But the seed was planted. It was with planted, that video yeah. Tape. So when, mm. when I was taking care of my daughter in the hospital and at home, to get through the shifts when I was in my time off, I would do yoga in the backyard. Oh. And that got me through to be strong for that situation. Talk the talk, preach the preach, man, yeah. because that's what yoga does, doesn't it? Was, it? it was it been a blessing it's from a the same the first minute I got the video cassette. Like it's been a my rock to get me through all these experiences. Definitely. Beautiful. So you do yoga for you, don't you? So yoga is all about finding the inner you and and doing that. Like it's interesting you say during your off time when you were looking after your daughter that you went out in the backyard and did yoga. So was that to centre yourself and find you and give yourself some space and time? It was like going to a petrol station, mom the car, plugging the petrol in and filling the tank back up so I could continue on with this journey, which was hard. (laughs) <laughs> and you have different styles. Like, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Brett, but Kelly's lots of energy. Yeah, definitely. So, so I think naturally works woo, up here, very high frequency. So a lot of her yoga is about grounding. So it's a lot of leg work. It's a lot of pulling you back into earth. It's about keeping you solid, opening up the pathways, but keeping you very fixed in your own being. So yeah. you come out of that with a very solid workout. <laughs> but then you have one of the most beautiful meditations you're ever going to have. You. I always find it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. You Thank take you. me away to little astral planes. I often find myself, <laughs> how the hell do I get here? And it's really an interesting experience. Um, I think that the the your brain is a muscle like the other the muscles in your body and I believe I've learned over time that through uh, developing that enough you can travel interdimensionally and so then you're able therefore to help take other people there if you can develop your brain enough to hold that much light you can just and I agree and, and this is going to be a very interesting conversation mm. for Brett. <laughs> uh, I, I've done it, as you know, a lot of meditation. I, oh, I don't know if you know, Kelly, but, you know, 20, 25 years of meditation yes. and, and sometimes I've found myself in, in very interesting spaces. But my real big experience has been about meditating with people who are more experienced in that space yes. and all of a sudden I find myself in a different dimension, which is really hard to explain to people, but I've been transported. That happens in your classes. Someone like Brett who's a – 
you know, a seeker and uh, he's very clear and has a very deep sense of stillness and centre now, but struggles with this idea that there's uh, kind of uh, a God or there's interdimensional realities, uh, you know. Uh, what, what if you what worded you... it a different way as yes. in not God say geometry of divinity? Can we say that again? Geometry of divinity. Divinity, does that make you feel a different relate? Well, think of a God being a really, really good architect. (laughs) Okay. And it does design this whole world for you to, or energy for you to experience yourself in. So that person or being or energy would have to be, I mean, so brilliantly minded to design everything, everything, all of creation. Would that make you feel like a different a, a relationship with energy, not as a person or as as I've got a relationship yeah. with energy. He does. I, I he don't does. have an issue with that at all. Yeah. My, what I have an issue with is I put God in the same realm as I'm going to say this out loud as the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and, and okay. all those sort of things yeah. as that fictitious character mm. that mm. all these people go to church and say hallelujah and mm. all this sort of stuff. I'm not um, religious. I'm I know, spiritual. I get that. And, but mm. what I'm saying is that's that to me, mm. and I think probably the way I've been brought up, not mm. sure why, but that's okay. that's why. And I remember when my dad died, he died at 58 years old. Um, I would turn around, there's no fucking way in the world I'm going to mm. believe it. Like if God exists, why the hell do you take my old man so early and stuff yeah. like that? It was like It was one of those sort mm. of experiences. But when you talk about energy, that's a completely different yeah, beast as far as I'm concerned. I, I view it as one and the same. Yeah, and as does Chris. And that's yeah. what Chris has been trying to teach yeah. me for the past year or so. I not teach, suggest. Suggest. Sorry, ask yeah. me questions I have to answer. Mm. So so I view it as the same as that. Like like everything, what if you view as everything's made up of the five platonic solids? Everything, all of creation. Yeah. So Brett so, probably wouldn't know what they say. What like, are they? You know, like the, the pyramid. The Plate. pyramid, the um, octagon. Ding, dohedron. Yeah, so all these different shapes are yep. said, energetic, all these different shapes are formed and make up all of creation. Everything, okay. all the building so blocks. From this, from this perspective, <laughs> God is a sphere, the perfect shape. Yeah. And platonic shapes are the five solids. This has been around about 5,000 years, but Plato had it, where there's particular shapes within that sphere where each point will actually touch the, the surface of the sphere. Uh-huh. So a, a three-sided pyramid would do that. Yep. Three points would touch the sphere. And a dohecadredron and um, what's the other ones? A 20-sided oh, circle. I can't think of it, but some yeah, are more five. complex and others because life is complex. Yeah, of course. So, so these represent different energies, different contexts, different mm. ways in which you can manifest. Yeah, and but always primal changing. kind of shapes that are very innate in who we are. Type building of blocks. Building blocks. Wow. Yes. And if you can manage the building blocks, then you Matter. can manifest anything you want, which, yeah. you know, as an entrepreneur, you're very much into. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you what really so interests me at the moment <laughs> is I, I keep looking at your tattoos. Mm. Wow. And there and can I ask you about your tattoos? Do of you course. mind? So on on your arm on that one, this one? Yeah. is that that's uh, what we're talking about? Is that right? what we're talking that's about? Right? So right. so that's um called Metatron's cube. Metatron's cube. And so basically that has all the shapes in it, and it's also yeah, the shapes we were just talking about. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I noticed and that when you walked in. It's also uh, the triangles, so the upward triangle, you know, the yang and the down, which is the yin. So what this is saying is, if you get all the balance of all this within you as a sovereign being mm. this is like intergalactic travel that's your own spaceship as airy fairy as that sounds but this is actually true on an energetic level if you bring all into harmony balance your yin balance your yang balance all of these principles you can well that's enlightenment Brett, isn't Brett, it Brett doesn't realize but we've been playing around with this for a little while can you put up the tattoo again do you see where all those points lead the center. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, boom. That's a little, little turn we'll just here, come like a full circle. circle. <laughs> but that, that's really, that really interesting because yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah, um, I love it. And there, there's a lot of um, obviously meaning to that mm. tattoo. Why sacred, do you have it on your arm? Um, because it's the, to me, it's the highest uh, level of sacred geometry. And my arms, I basically call them arms of ascension <laughs> because this well, is. Talk the, us through the rest of them. So, what else have we got? Okay, well, on my left, on my feminine side, is uh, a female. Indian princess, so that's for my daughter. Yeah. Okay, because she's the strongest person I ever met. What was her name? <laughs> Artemisia. 
Artemisia. Artemisia Avalon Alexio. Wow. What a great name. Nice. I know. Hey. <laughs> wow. Anyway, keep going with your arm. Uh, and the next pictures of a wolf, uh, that resonates me. Resonates with me, spirit animal. Uh, and also I had a dog called Shorty, uh, which is passed over but was like a shaman. Uh-huh. I think it was a human in there. <laughs> uh, and so on the right arm, which is my masculine side, uh, arms of Ascension, so is an eagle. Uh, so that's, you know, the four alchemical birds of um, transformation. Okay. So that's one of them, you know. I thought you were a to- manly fan. That's all. I was getting excited. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, you don't forget that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, anyway. we've, we've, we've got to get you a Parramatta eel on your tat, on your neck, mate. That'd no. be awesome. Um, <laughs> Metatron's cube. Uh, rainbow because we're all obviously energy and rays of light, frequency. Is there a reason the rainbow goes upwards? No, it's just, just how it just works it there. And if I can go like that, looks cool. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> and there's a Mustang at the top on a crow. So the crows, crows are always change. You know, you hear the crow call. So there's change, you know, okay. to embrace change. And the horse is this victorious black Mustang rising up sovereign and free and uh, uh just free to everything, you know, and its own being and not ruled or controlled or, you know, free. Awesome. <laughs> well, you could relate to that in the yeah. business sense, couldn't yeah, you? For yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, and, and uh, tattoos really interest me. I don't have mm. any mm. – I, I nearly had one, but I don't have one at the moment. But I find it really, really interesting that they tell the story and that's a very Definitely. Polynesian thing, isn't it, the, like the stories that they tell. And what do we got else? The kingdom of God <laughs> is within you. Okay, what's the other one? Warrior of the way. Is there a reason that one's on the left and that one's on the right? Not necessarily. It just um, it's what resonates with me and, you know, this is who I am. So, so I, it's well such speak. a personal thing. I love, well it. <laughs> I love it. It's like a, a philosophical treaty on either it arm. Is, isn't it? That's right. So how do you respond to this type of uh, interesting, uh, you know, dialogue? I, th- I think it's amazing. The two things that come out of that for me straight up was there's a female arm and a male arm. We spoke about that last week, actually, didn't we? The whole sort of female side and the male side, and, and I find that really interesting. Um, but at the same time, is the reasoning like I love mm. the I love the storytelling of that, and I love the fact that you've got homage to your daughter, yeah, uh, with the best name I've ever heard in my I life. Know. That's just so wonderful. And on the other side, it's like this side's more like a, a continuous, whereas the other one's bits of things. I find that really interesting too. Yeah, yeah. They okay. all they all add up because they're different levels. Of your of your journey of initiations levels of initiation levels of initiation. Yeah. And I want you to initiate us <laughs> and Brett and the listeners. Well, is us not Brett? You just said us and Brett. Uh, it's true. Uh, you, you and the listeners <laughs> and me. There we go. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, everybody that's listening. Us, the us. we, the big we. Um, to uh, the uh, winter solstice and the current. Uh, movement of the planets. If if I was in, your, I know you do this every yoga class. If you yeah. were to say and give us the energy of today, do your little thing. That I what love I feel. it. I love it. Okay. Can we just put the caveat that you're not an astrologer? Yeah. No, I'm not. That's no, fine. I'm not. I just want to make sure. Yeah. She's, I want to get you in trouble. <laughs> she's not a reiki. She's a reiki a master. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, I've been working on that, everybody. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I have I've read a particular book. I can't remember what it's called, but it was basically working with planet planetary energy. So what I used to do was it gets you associated with each individual planet and the message of each of those planets. And then what you do is you actually invoke and merge those planets with you so you can totally embody what those oh, – so it's see, pretty powerful stuff. And this is why Mars is called Mars and Venus <laughs> yeah. is Venus yeah. and these are Greek goddesses because yeah. we can identify and uh, capture <laughs> so, their energy and Jupiter's the big daddy boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I spent a bit of time getting to know each planet individually and then working with them on a week basis and then seeing – watching myself – as the observer in a movie, watching my own movie and seeing how dynamics would change between people and interactions and what would come up through invoking those different planets and working with that energy. Obviously Venus is about love. Mars is the god of war, you know. Uh, so Mercury the, rules the mind, you know. So I got what's used to… Uranus? <laughs> so, Sorry. No, no that's that. okay. Yeah. That, we're, well, what's really interesting <laughs> is Uranus has moved into… I can never really say it properly either. Right. What did you say? Uranus. I can't even say it properly. Your <laughs> well, the thing you need to know about Uranus is he was King Daddy and Saturn <laughs> took him over, killed him. Robbed him, stole his balls. Yeah, and not then happy. Jupiter stole 
Saturn's balls. Really? So there's like a the movement through time over lineages of, of who yeah. is the granddaddy. Uranus is so, like the old, old dead guy. And Saturn had his balls ripped away. And then, you know, Jupiter comes in and like takes Uranus away. Uranus is like the bottom of the colon. He's like the uh, he's on the way out. I, I view him a little bit. I view um, him like a lightning bolt Ooh. hitting a tree. Okay, so it splits how, the tree. And oh, he comes along. I, if you use this energy in the right way, and you want to create some real profound change, you you bring that energy in and you use it, and you know that you're buying a ticket for a roller coaster run. You better be bloody ready because <laughs> it's, it's got to go everywhere. So you you have to be willing to go. Okay, I'm ready for this. It's going to be crazy, yeah. but I want to evolve myself. I want to be a better version, best version of myself. So, so I'm going to buy the ticket. So Uranus has moved into it. I want to buy a ticket. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. It is the 22nd of June, 2018. Yep. Tell me what's happening right now. Okay. Well, um, with that energy, I would think of, I can never say it probably, has Uranus has moved into Taurus. It was in Aries for seven years. So that Aries is very much like more, I'm the star. It's all about me. I get a bit bored with that energy. Uh, it doesn't really interest me. It's very ego-based and it just yawn. <laughs> it's boring, right? Yeah. For me it is. I, I don't like it. Uh, coming into Taurus, this is more about things coming out of the blue, unexpected, and how do you, you're, with your emotional IQ and where you're at, how do you respond with it and how do you see that as a possible blessing or something of, oh, don't you know, I can't handle that, or do you see that as an opportunity to go, wow, okay, this is a, this is a clarion call. This is one of those moments where I can really grow and develop myself. So things are coming out of the blue, like lightning bolts. And Taurus is in there for seven years. So it's about making big changes and you can really, it'll stick this time because Taurus is a solid, you know, fixed Ooh, energy. Right. So it goes, you want to do this? You want to You want to go that way? This is going to gr- This is going to ground. So this for, is going to be permanent so if you Brett, want it to. So as an entrepreneur, next mm. seven years, commit to your goal. Well, you've got to be really clear yeah, about what you, you want, want to commit yeah. to because it will, have, it will have stickability. It will stick because it's Taurus. It that's Earth. where we are now. Ground. Is that that's where we so just started. You, you have to be oh. clear about. How long are we here for? Seven years cycle. So oh, this okay. is really good. This is like, you know, they say, you're throwing the seeds, you know, into the into the ground and you're manifesting, you're manifesting this energy. So you want to be really selective with the seeds that you're picking yep. to to grow and develop because you don't want to grow that waste of time. So you really have to be focused about what you're putting your energy into and be like, I'm going to grow. That's going to be the best rose bush ever. You plant that seed. So you're very selective about what you're growing now, yep. what you're putting your energy into because it will take off if you're committed to it. It's like my bucket of fucks, really. When you talk about the one, so we, I I live by a philosophy that you have, and it was a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. (laughs) And you get one bucket of fucks in your life Mm. that you can give away. So only give them to the things that matter. Yeah, so take you, the time, yeah. only do it to the energy that you want to actually yeah, push well, what, this out to. What do you want to cr- Don't waste you your wanna, time. Don't throw yeah. the wrong seed in the wrong yeah. hole. Holy well, what crap. Do you, want to you guys are philosophically linked, mate. Oh, <laughs> well, exactly. What do you want to experience? Yeah. What do you want to experience? How does the uh, winter solstice fit into this little uh, – because oh. I was watching Mars and Jupiter mm-hmm. and Venus very bright uh, in last night's sky. I, I felt yeah. a real shift uh, uh-huh. and it's, I basically feel that – uh, people that are quite in tune might feel it. Other people might just be like, oh, you know, I don't, it depends where people are at. You know, I'm not sure. I can't speak on everyone. Uh, I know myself that it's like getting in a lift, uh, watching the end of a movie, movie's finished, credits have come up, uh, hopped in a lift and gone to a new level of playing field, <laughs> of learning. Gone to the uh, next level. You're always growing. And up stops. or down? Up. Always uh, up. Because lighter, you're getting lighter, but you've still got to ground your energy into that next playing energy field, yeah. you, so you're grounded in it, but upper level because we're getting lighter, we're evolving, we're expanding. Well, we had this conversation the other day, didn't we, mm. Kel? You're, that is your metaphor, the up-down metaphor, where mm. mine's kind of out in. We talked about that axis. So you could I think say, we're all going up, like ascension-wise. Well, well, I, I think, think we're all going in. I think, I think we're actually doing both. I think both. <laughs> both I don't, I don't think they're simultaneous. Yeah, I, don't I, think I, they're I think they're the same thing. Separate? No, I, I think don't. they're well, they're the same. I just think they're interesting metaphors. Yeah, yeah. they're just a, it's a directional metaphor, mm. and I think that uh, yeah, in or up, it's mm. it's whatever suits. I think, I think this, they're as important as each other. Yeah, okay, they're good. Interesting. You talk about grounding. I listened to a podcast the other day of Shannon Brenton, who's a mate of mine, who I interviewed on Awesome Humans, and he'd actually was interviewing uh, Pete Evans, Paleo Pete, 
And one of the things that Paleo he, Pete. One of the things he was was so interesting. It's called the Traveling Wellness Show. So worth having a listen. One of the things that he was talking about was every day he grounds himself. Is Pete? He's saying how shoes aren't good because you've got rubber between you and the earth. He said you've got like the different foods and all the other bits and pieces. But the big thing for him is grounding every day. Make sure you go and swim in the ocean or a river or something like that. But every single day, like if he's yeah. in New York City, he'll go and find a patch of grass, take his shoes off, and just stand on it. Um, and those sort of things. It's really interesting that this thing's going around at the moment about all this grounding because that's sort of coming around and obviously that means I need to be grounded more. Well, yeah, I think so, maybe. I mean, I, how I ground is I acknowledge Mother Earth as as my mother mother, and I, and I suck on her nipple and look at her with delight and uh, just engage. When I go for a surf, that's a grounding for me. So yeah. the ocean's a female because of my, my grandmother who passed away is a lovely, beautiful being, Eunice, and uh, I, I feel connected through the water on my skin. Do you know what I mean? I connect. Well, that's interesting too because you said the, the um, surfs are a female – but every planet you guys were just talking about, we're all male. The big daddy. Mm-hmm. And no, we, we talked about Venus. We talked Venus, about Venus. So Venus is a female. God of love, Aphrodite. Okay. So what are the other ones? So, well, you've got a Greek, uh, Italian mix and that, that's, that's, that's where we reclaim our Western civilization essentially. So Mars is um, Aries, uh, you know, Jupiter's uh, Zeus. Mm. Um, I'm not sure who Saturn is, Kronos. Mm. Yeah, but there's all, there are all these. Mercury is, what's Mercury's? I don't know. Probably like Ge- Gemini, Libra, the mind. Oh. Uh, I'm a Pisces. What does that mm. mean? Well, here we go. What's Pisces? Oh, can't think off the top of my head. <laughs> Pisces is the two fish. So yep. you're a water sign. So you're one of the, there's only four so water signs. Are? I'm a Pisces. Pisces, yeah. okay. Awesome. And I'm married to Leo. Oh, okay. Lion. That's interesting. No idea what any of that means. Yep. But that's what we are. Yeah. You, well, Pisces tend to, they can be elusive if they want to be, if they want to use that. Uh, but they can also yeah, much. <laughs> be very intuitive, you know. They yeah. they feel things very deeply, Quite uh, can be quite sensitive. Even if, you know, the fish, if you stab it with a fork, they're like, ow, I've got no protection, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but they do th- feel things very deeply. They're quite sensitive. Even if they might, won't show it, they will feel it later on and be like that hurt that really hurt me so it can they can harbor that sometimes like they can hold on to that yeah see brett you know he doesn't use the same metaphors we use but i've seen him interact with people and he picks up on the subtlety of their Mm. of their facial expressions or their tone and and will shift his position Uh very elegantly Mm. and very Mm. with 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 charisma to like a fish through the water like a fish through the water so you feel feel them and you kind of adapt who you are one of my best skills i think it is people's skills definitely yeah Yeah. fluid and he's cancerian so he can do the same i've got i'm taurus so i'm earthed but i have pisces moon cancer rising which is all water so as you're feeling my energy (laughs) i can feel both your energy as well (laughs) Is that why when you walked in the room, you well, I go, wow, this energy is awesome. <laughs> I could, I could, oh, I can feel both of you. You're fluid, you're fluid, and yeah. and moving with it, and receptive, and yeah, it's nice. So it's and see, every five years or so, Brett, we come out with these new power books. It might be the subtle art of not giving a fuck, yeah. or it mm-hmm. might be uh, Tony well, Tony Anthony's. All the same right? story. Well, it's all. <laughs> it's just a different metaphor. It is, and you can come back to astrology or or, or Reiki or yoga. Just have different metaphors, but we're all talking about how we connect and engage and 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 respect each other's space exactly. and understand our own space, yeah. and that's what that's why it's so beautiful. As a psychologist, feeling it out, yeah, you d- you can we can put all these labels on it, but it's either when you walk in, you know. Well, that person has an interesting energy or, or they, you know, you feel it. We feel, we well, all have the ability to feel. So, so you yeah. were waiting for the green light to do this podcast. I've been on Kelly for a few months now saying, come on, come on. It'd be great conversation. Love what you do. Come and have a chat with uh, Brett and I on the third beer. And uh, you were hesitant, mm. but you finally got the green light. So this is like you listening to your own intuition. Can you give us a kind of mm-hmm. deeper understanding? So of that? Uh, um, I always, I navigate through my life through, whether I get a yes or no vibrationally, like I'm in tune with my body. I, I don't stop working on myself. It's yeah. 24-7. Uh, so uh, that's saying know thyself, you know, so I I, I try oh. to live that. Uh, if, if, <laughs> I got the invitation to come and I, I got a block and it uh, just was no. I'm like, okay, well, no. Uh, you don't then, ask what that block is? You just say no and no, that's it? I just, it wasn't, no, it just wasn't right. No. I did question, go into questioning it, but then I got um, – and then I got a little bit of a flu because I did a little bit of work with Chris, which I wanted him to come in as a catalyst. 
to do some more work on my heart with healing, which he did. And I knew that would would be a little catalyst yep. on top of my own work. And it was perfect. Then I got sick for three weeks and I flew, I consider it as a frequent light You're upgrade. You're welcome, Kill. <laughs> Thank frequent you. Frequent light upgrade. Flew. I like that. So yeah. I knew that Chris was perfect, you know, because I was open to his energy and he's a very kind man. So I was like, yeah, okay. Um, then I got sick. And then in between, when I finished my flu, I was like, okay, ask the question again, do I want to do that? Got a very clear yes, green light. Okay, sent the message to Chris. I'd like to do that if that opportunity is still open. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. That's to do awesome. It. I'm ready now. Well, I think <laughs> the entrepreneur over here makes mm. similar decisions yeah. about you know buying a real yeah. estate company or oh, definitely or, or yeah. setting up a podcast a studio. Yeah, well, yeah okay. it's so, interesting. I'm going to introduce you to Martine when you before you leave. So Martine's my accountant, and we share the office space here mm. with her. She has all her answers via a crystal. Yep. She's got a crystal on a bit of thing, and we say, Insulin. "Should we do this? No or yes?" Yep. And then she becomes in tune. And when our uh, assistant Sarah first started with us, she's sitting there going, "What's she doing?" It's like <laughs> trust the crystal; it works. It's fine. Then she does this other thing with the fingers or whatever yep. she does, which is the same as the crystal. And I'm just sitting there, going, just ignore yep. it. It's fine. Yep, we're doing that. Okay, let's yep. go and do that. Yep. And that's how she makes all the decisions. Which how is really, how really do you make your decisions? Because I think you trust your gut. I trust my gut now. Mm. I didn't used to. I used to always think way too much, and now I, I've learned over the years. It cost me a lot of money and a lot of heartache. That um, trust your gut, your gut's right all the time. Yeah. 100 times out of 100, your gut's right. Yeah. And if it's not, well, then it's probably just off as opposed to yeah. completely out of the way. Yeah. Sometimes you can feel like you're in a fog, you yep. know, and it's not the right time to make a decision. Definitely. And then you get that clarity and it's like, and you're coming from a space of integrity. If yep. that's in built, you, in built in you anyway, it's like, okay, yep, nothing, no blocks, let's go. And it, you just, 100%. yeah, I like it's that. beautiful, man. <laughs> Tell us about your uh, your book, Kel, or, or, okay, yeah. or I also want to hear about your your yoga, what yoga yeah. means to okay. you. Yeah, yeah. And um, I want to hear about why you're having singing lessons. Okay, oh, excellent. Yeah, oh, there thanks. we go. There's questions up. We're done. Okay. We're done. Um, yoga. Pack it up. Drink your beer, mate. Boom. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm liking this. I've got to tell yeah. you, it was an interesting, yeah. fruity experience, but we won't talk about it till the end, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, okay. take us on a journey. Well, yoga was so massive for me in helping me ground my energy through that turbulent, turbulent time. Uh, it anchored and grounded and allowed, helped me to be here, you know, to on the earth, yeah. right, through crazy experiences and so much, ah, you know, intense stuff. Um, so in me being able to ground my energy, I know that and overcome, it's a very big word for me, I know that therefore I can hold the space for other people to help them overcome whatever they're going through because I've overcome my own stuff. So therefore I can have a group of 30 people, whatever, and go, I'm holding space for you, whatever comes up, comes up, and uh, get the room ready, they come in, and stuff will come up for them, but they, uh, they know that I've got them. I've got them, you know, in that space to, to release to heal, to transform. So I offer a solid base through my own work, through doing my own work, okay? Uh, so I use it as a tool of, for ascension. So I bring in different uh, energy to shake them up through the yoga. I'll go quite dynamic and, and quite powerful. And does she shake you up? <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I tell you what, there's been a few times in that yoga class where my thighs have been burning and, yeah. and I might have even said some nasty things under my breath about you. Heard them all, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I will use music, I'll use movement, I'll use breath to shake up the energy and like climbing a mountain until it comes through and then, you know, you reach the sort of pinnacle and move the energy out. And then I'll go into my, I'll go very strong yang. Then in the last 15 minutes I'll go into my yin side and oh, we did the meditation and, and they're like, oh, God, okay, you know. And do you release. plan any of this or has this just come? Uh, I come. I pr practice my routine every week. I, I organize my routine for yep. what I'm going to do. Uh, and then during the week, I'm like, how am I feeling? The energy, what's going on? Oh, we've got a full moon coming up. I'm going to whack some harder playlists on, a little bit of Jezebel's. I go a bit different with the music too because I know that's such a powerful – music is such a powerful transformational, transformative tool. So I use it. It's all combined. It's alchemy. All of it is an alchemical experience Music's that I bring them just in. another form the of energy, The whole thing. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. shift you with all of that because I practice myself. I've done wor workouts to Metallica if I'm feeling stuff and just shifted stuff out. Oh, yeah. I'm so I use the music as, a, as something to help ground and to shift the energy. 
clear well, it. I'm about to yeah. finish my yoga training course, mm-hmm. as you know, Kel, and I'm going to bring ACDC to the the Hackadacka <laughs> to the yoga studio. That's all I got in life, yeah. Yoga for bogans. Uh, you could do well, something in there. Hey, 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 bogan hey, me, hey, man. I'm just saying. It's music. There might even be some Rage Against the Machine in there. I'll tell you yeah. what, my wife bought me a pair of Ugg boots this week and I was boganing out. It was awesome. It was so good. Uh-huh. Best thing she ever bought me. I loved uh-huh. it. It was freezing. So. Yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> So that's a yeah. little bit about the yoga. Yeah, uh, and your book. book. Tell us uh, about the book. So when I was um when I was taking care of my daughter, we went to hospital, and I'm basically like an egg that you drop on the floor, it gets cracked open through these experiences. So you st- your all your senses just get overloaded. So it basically cracked me open. Uh, I started channeling, uh, and so I was in hospital, and I heard a very clear message right about this. So while I was taking care of her, I got my husband ex husband to bring the computer in. And started writing on the computer about the story of Artemisia, a spiritual awakening, I called it. Uh, as the time progressed, my daughter was meant to pass in hospital. She dropped down when she was one years old. Everything, all her muscles, you know, everything just went. Uh, and then over time she lost her senses. So they hospital, they said, say you goodbye. She lasted another two years, three months. Wow. So she passed when she was three years old, three, three years, three months old. Wow. So my ex-husband, my mum and I did all these routines of um, these shifts, ongoing shifts within our house in, in Barringbar. And um, anyway, so we, we continued to do that. And in the middle of the night when I was doing my shifts, I started uh, to get information through that I knew wasn't stuff that I knew. Like I could ask a question and just downloads of information just started coming through. Uh, so she'd be lying in the bed beside me, you know, she couldn't breathe, you can't, you know, You'd have to suction her, everything, you know, convulsions. It was full on. It was mm. full on. Um, and I, in the times when she did sleep, I'd be getting writing like for three hours of information coming through, which I kept in diaries. And then in my break I would transfer that information from the diaries into the computer. When my daughter passed, I moved into my mother's and then I um, self-published it. Wow. So it's yeah. out there now? Yep. What's it called? Uh, Artemisia, a spiritual awakening. Wow. So where can so, I buy that? So uh, Balboa, Balboa Bookstore, um, just on or Google, you know, go onto there and just write Artemisia, A Spiritual Awakening by so Kelly Ryan. how do Ryan. we spell Artemisia? <laughs> yeah, that was um, my next question. <laughs> A-R-T-E-M-I-S-S-I-A, which is like Artemis, the goddess of the hunt. Whoa. Greek mythology. So Zeus is what is Zeus's child. Yeah. Artemis and Apollo. Artemisia. Artemisia. <laughs> mm. So she's, she, I'm she's amazing. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. You but can I'm, enjoy I'm, it. I'm going to go buy yeah. it. I'm going to read it because that it's, sounds it's, amazing. It's very like the first half is very uh, structured. Well, we had to, we were trained as palliative carers. So I learned all, had to administer all the drugs. Alex found um, a medicine which was called, get this, was actually called Artemisia, which is no. a malaria drug. It was on the news and everything. No wow. So he's smart. It was like Lorenzo's oil. Alex mm. is highly intelligent. And so he found this actual thing called Artemisia, which is a malaria drug, which we were the first trials, I think, to use on her. So we had to go a bit, we went a bit rogue, you know, in that sense and use this drug on her and her, some of her, she lost all her senses. So then some of her vision started to come back. And so. Um, was that natural? So that got on the news and everything because we were doing something a little bit different. But um, so it, was, it was intense. It was just intense, you know, experience all around. And, and then I'm learning how he – so he looked at the medical side and I went right down into the learning Reiki and that side to how can I help. So I, went, I was in the lounge room watching documentaries <laughs> while he's in the computer in the computer yeah. room looking medically how he can help. So we both went full on into this as we both did, hundred percent. How do we work together? Or how do we? Or whether the journeys are separate, which we did break up, you know. But how do we heal this in our own way? How do we come to terms with how, how do we heal this? ourselves with that group dynamics. I learned a lot about uh, psychotherapy. <laughs> I, I read Hands of Light, um, Barbara Brennan, so I would watch the whole dynamics of our whole family and as well I was reading that book and the different types, of, you know, I really learned a lot. So it was a very big learning experience there. And, and as we go on with the third beer experience, Cal, I mean your story uh, you know, paints the beautiful picture of self-healing but I, I think that's the story, the thread that keeps coming through is mm. that everyone has their own journey and totally. and we all have to learn how to heal 
and move forward and to grow. Yeah. And, what do you do with that information that you've experienced? What do, what, you do you, do? what do you do with it? Well, you know, you can what become you a yoga instructor. Yeah. You can enter a, uh, uh, you know, a 45-week challenge and change your life. You are looking exceptionally good, Big Thank fella. Thank you very much, I mean, mate. You know, I, can, I can't call you Big Fella anymore. Like, oh, I'm still Big. Uh, we're calling, you, funny, little, we're calling from, you the little man. I've, I've moved from my morbidly <laughs> obese wardrobe down to my just obese wardrobe, no, so I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everyone else that we've had on this show uh, have actually shared their story. Does anyone know what the word shaman means? Oh. Uh, you do? Yeah. What do you, what, give, us, give us what you're a, I feel yeah. it is someone in a, if you go back in ancient times yeah. and then there's someone within the tribal village that might be mm, within the group sort of selected to be a maybe carrier of secrets between the earth and the sky and the land and, and maybe a translator of the elements yeah, that's what I'm getting. From my reading, that's all true, that, that the shaman is actually someone who you can't be a shaman unless you've healed yourself. Mm. So to go on that learning journey of how you heal and put the pieces back of your own broken heart or your own mm. broken life uh, and, and you've healed yourself, only at that point are you able to fully be a shaman and, and to share that knowledge and help other people on their journey. And yeah. I think what we're learning is that people have their own journey and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, it makes up the whole web, doesn't it? Like the, if you imagine a big cosmic blanket, it makes up all the different squares of it. We've all got our own little square to add to it. Diamonds in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Diamonds <laughs> in the sky, interconnected. So you mentioned when you come in and you asked me not to ask you, but I'm going to anyway, um, singing. What's okay. the story there? Yeah, okay. So um, Learning how to sing. Another healing yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my dad's a, a really good musician. He runs his own pub in Brazil, which he built and plays a trumpet. <laughs> Your like, dad's awesome. He's great. So it's in the DNA. and uh, <laughs> But it just <laughs> never it. happened. And then uh, people are like, do you play instrument? No, no, no. You know, and then, um, but I've always loved music. I've got this real, music's like air. And um, anyway, I noticed, because like I can channel the information through uh, I started writing song, songs uh, and they came through quite easily and I've noticed that I uh, to use the voice is very important uh, if you're trying to communicate higher ideas and things like that. So uh, to try and learn to sing the songs that I've written feels very healing for myself but also transformation for the listener that receives it. So it feels like a powerful tool which I'm going to add to my other feathers. <laughs> so when when are we going to hear the first song? Oh, well, uh, I'm uh, very soon. Very soon. <laughs> the first one is about Artemis. It's called um, it's called uh, daughter daughter of Zeus. Actually, daughter of Zeus. Uh, I know you don't want to sing for us, but can you yeah. tell us some of the words in the song? Yeah. Um, okay. Let me think about. It. Okay, I can say the words yeah. to you. Um, born into this world, uh, the daughter, the daughter. Housed in the yeah, housed in the body, a soul housed in the body of a girl. Um, Artemisia, are you howling at the moon? Artemisia, are you gone too soon? Um, Artemisia, goddess of the hunt. I think it's something like that. Uh, and then there's another part saying she didn't need to utter a word. Her presence was felt, felt and heard, uh, oh, and she an tore awesome. the very fabric of life just through her energy. So along the lines of that, so it's very, it gets you, you know, it's and what, to bring and what, in the energy. And how is it sung? Is it, is it like opera? Is it rap? No, no, no. Is no, it like no. country and western? No. Um, okay, so if you think I really like quite those ethereal types, coming across the way I'm singing it with my friend who's teaching me, is coming across a bit folk rock. Oh, yeah. Folk rock <laughs> that's works. That's what I'm feeling. It's sort Love of coming through. Folk rock. Yeah. So that's I've done a few other songs that I've done with him and he's brilliant teacher um and the way that they're coming through is there's a lot of emotion in them but they're also quite they can go yang too so I can go quite like I'll bring through a lot of good you know drumming and I do like rock I do like metal yeah. <laughs> so I do want to I want to get in deep with this sort of music so wow yeah I want it to be powerful I want it to pack a punch that, so that's, that's awesome and I can't yeah. wait to hear it I've oh. just found on on Balboa books I've just found your uh, your book thank you and uh, we're going to add that to the cart and we're going to buy that so thank I you. need my wife to read that beautiful and your uh, your book's coming out soon. my book is coming out uh, we we made a decision yesterday I'm going to do it because I, I need to read the final edit so I thought a really good idea I want to create an audio book version so why don't I just read it 
on the microphone. On the Brilliant. podcast. I'll kill two birds with yep. one stone. Oh. Hey, how clever is that? That's no, why you're It's all about it. time saving. But no, that's good. But it called? Kelly, it's, it's called Embrace the Fail. So it's all okay. about failure. Yep. Um, Embrace also, the Fail. It also talks about um, how I'm not the only person that's failed in life, that all of my my entrepreneurial heroes, Richard Branson, uh, Robert Richard. Kiyosaki, all those guys, mm-hmm. they've all failed as well. Mm-hmm. So it outlines mm-hmm. some of their foes and also some of the sporting gods like Michael Jordan and uh, Cliffy Lyons from the Mighty Manly Seagulls. Cliffy Lyons. He gets a mention. Uh, but, yeah, Michael um, Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. He didn't. No, no that's go. in the book. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I'm, I'm, I'm pushing myself now to get that released really soon. Excellent. So. And uh, my book, it's funny, we've got three authors here, yeah, <laughs> B5D is uh, in front of the editor as we speak. So it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, uh, do you know why? Because we're in Taurus and the energy field and we're making stuff happen. Making stuff happen, yeah. Boom. Great way to leave that. Boom. I'll tell you what, <laughs> this mango beer. So what we do on this, Kelly, I know you've only had a little taste, but we, we, we create a picture in our heads of what it is when you taste that beer, right? So And then we give it a score out of 10. So what do you got, mate? Mate, I'm in uh, North Queensland, a place I used to live called Townsville in Aikenvale on the river of the uh, uh, Ross River and there's a whole bunch of mango trees right there and I can smell the fermenting mangoes on the ground as the uh, as the bats have their way with the mango and I'm sitting there in the sun on a beautiful afternoon and I've just sunk one of these bad boys back and I've gone, that was a fruity, tasty experience. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. Well... <laughs> As you know, I don't mix fruit and beer. I heard. It's one of those things I just don't do in life. But that was interesting. It was. But, but the vision it brings back, because mango always does this, is I remember every time at the start of the mango season, my mum used to go and buy a mango, slice it up, cut it into a little bit, peel it back, and then just eat it. And it used to absolutely cover her in mango <laughs> oh, juice, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I used to hate mangoes. I was never a fan of mangoes <laughs> until I started eating Indian food. And I really enjoyed mango chutney, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But that reminds me a bit of mango chutney. You know, it reminds me of they probably go really nice with a, a nice hot curry. Whoa, That's yeah. That's why I'm okay. sitting. In the, I'm sitting in the dodgy little Indian restaurant, <laughs> about to dig into like a vindaloo. Ooh, ooh. And then that saves me. Bit of naan bread. That, that saves yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, naan dipping that in a bit of butter chicken on the side. Oh, it's a bit yeah, softer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that saves my ring the next day. Oh, there my. you go. <laughs> I give that. It's a ring saver. A six out of ten. <laughs> Instead of getting Johnny Cash the next day, the Ring of Fire, Mango Beer saved how, my life. How did you find the experience? Um, of that beer? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't really drink beer, but I had a little sip then. What do you think? Just like at Thailand for some reason. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I like go there. Um, go just time. sitting on a nice beach there, a uh, little hut on the beach, aquamarine water, palm yeah. trees. You've just done a yoga retreat for oh. the day. Oh. And you've uh, sunk back a cold yeah, mango beer. Quite, and different experience, quite lovely. Yes. And what do you score it out of 10? Uh, six. So Matzo's from the Broom Brewery told us before we started that it was a beer with excellent fruit aroma, balancing dry sweetness. And I have to agree. Thought they did well. Kelly, well, you did amazing. Thank you thank very you. much for coming on. Thank you for having uh, me. You've been one of my favourite guests, uh, Kelly. Thank you. Seriously, it's been awesome. And, and the energy you bring thank and the you. stories you can tell, it's amazing. So thank from you. my heart, yeah. thank you so much thank you for from coming my in. Heart too. Thank you. beautiful healing It's been journey. unreal. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Thanks for listening. No worries at all. <laughs> Thanks. See you, buddy. See, See you, you next week. See you around.